We appreciate you being here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Like I said, inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios, uh, 3501 James Street, 324 West Water Street, 401 South Salina Street in Syracuse, New York. You'll also find them on the corner of Route 11 and Taft Road at Sweetheart Corners in North Syracuse in their drive through location and on 343 Fayette Street in Manlius, New York in their double-decker cafe, so make sure you head out there today. I am so happy to be here. Uh, we are here for another couple days in Greensboro, and so I and make sure you stay tuned to all of our channels that we're going to have our uh, interviews coming out on. I've had the opportunity to speak with many teams here covering all the schools, all 15 ACC schools in five days here on site on location in Greensboro, North Carolina. So excited to be able to do that. Uh, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and Apple Podcasts, MixLR, Player FM, Podbean, Podvine, TuneIn, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and more. There's so many different places for us to connect with one another. And I'm going to be sharing my conversations from down here at the ACC tournament with the schools, with the coaches and student athletes. So make sure you check it out here on all of these channels because today the interviews will be going up and once they go up they hit all of these channels so whichever your favorite one is go there and you'll be able to find us and we appreciate you being with us i appreciate you being with us live here too every monday through friday 9 a.m to 11 a.m eastern time appreciate your patience here this morning on wake up call with dan tortora as we get started a little bit after nine at 9 a.m to 11 a.m eastern Monday through Friday this week. Keep in mind, we are going to be doing a bonus episode. So we're going to be live tomorrow morning as well for Saturday, March 11th. We will be live from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern time. So make sure that you check us out tomorrow and don't forget about that special broadcast. Our typical week, like I said, Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern time on youtube.com, facebook.com, both backslash with call DT. Facebook.com backslash live now DT. And we're now on Podbean on wakeupcalldt.podbean.com. So make sure you check us out there and hear the live audio from all around the world. So we appreciate you wherever you are. And of course, on MixLR typically as well, mixlr.com all backslash wakeupcalldt. So a lot of great ways to connect with Dell. And like I said, a very good morning to you. And I hope that this week has treated you well. If it hasn't, then, well, we're going to have fun today. If it has, we're going to continue to have fun today. So whatever your week has been looking like, I'm excited to be able to speak with you today about a lot of great things. We have an awesome show coming up for you. And today is the day that Adrian Autry gets introduced. Obviously, I'm down here in Greensboro, so I'm not going to be able to see my friend live get introduced. But I want to put out a congratulations to Adrian once again. And I look forward to seeing him when I get home. So a lot of great stuff coming up here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. And can't thank you enough for making us a part of your week and uh, waking up with us Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern time. With that being said, inside of today's show, inside of monpazpopcorn.com, popping, we have a fantastic show set up for you. We have our three segments that we bring you every single Friday. The Annoying Moment of the Week, proudly presented by Carvel DeWitt, followed by Lead, Learn, Evolve, AdLib, and Deliver, brought to you by the wonderful people at Chick-fil-A Cicero and Chick-fil-A Clay. That'll be coming up to you, and so happy to have that. We're focusing on the topic today, three words, are you ready? So we'll talk about that and what that means, and then we'll also 
get into the top dog of the week announcement. Top dog of the week coming to you proudly presented by the wonderful people at Canine Camp Dog Daycare and Canine Campground Dog Boarding. So excited to bring that to you. And then around 10, 15 a.m. Eastern time, I'll be joined by Clay Gagan Sherman, the head coach of the men's basketball team at Bryan and Stratton College of Syracuse. He's going to be joining me in a special live Bobcat buzz to celebrate the fact that the team is heading to the national tournament with an opportunity for a national championship. So very much looking forward to that and uh, and having Clay Gagan Sherman on the show to talk about it. This is his first year being the head coach of the men's basketball team. He's led the women's basketball team to the national tournament, and now he has the opportunity to do the same thing with the men's team in his first season as the men's basketball head coach. So a lot of great stuff coming up here with Clay and excited to talk with him about that. And then we're going to round out the show around 10.45 a.m. Eastern time following the press conference with Adrian Autry. I'm going to hear from Syracuse Orange alum and assistant coach Alan Griffin live, who's going to be joining me to speak on Jim Beheim stepping away after 47 years. And obviously Jim was his coach as well. So we'll talk about that and we'll discuss what's going on in the world of Alan Griffin and his future and, and just what his take is on everything with Jim Beheim stepping away as well as Adrian Autry taking over. So a lot of great stuff coming up here where sports meets life on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. We appreciate you being here. Appreciate you hanging out. And always thank you for making us a part of your morning, as I said before. So a lot of great stuff coming up. I'm wearing my Fear the Shockers shirt because the American Athletic conference tournament is in full blast as well. The women just wrapped up their side. The men have started off on their side. So excited to be able to have those covered as well. I'm going to be covering them virtually. So I will be interviewing student athletes and coaches from that as well. So keep in mind, you'll have your ACC interviews and you'll also have American athletic conference ones coming up as well. Really excited to be able to do all of this. So with that being said, we're going to hop right into the annoying moment of the on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets that thing called life. And here we go. Dan Tortora proudly brings you, is that for real? Are you kidding me? The annoying moment of the week. Really, I don't know how to respond to this. Presented by Carvel DeWitt, 4322 East Genesee Street. It's what happy tastes like. You have to be that crazy. I guess so. The annoying moment of the week, proudly presented by Carvel DeWitt. Uh, happy to bring you the annoying moment of the week here every single Friday to start off the broadcast and. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, my annoying moment of the week this week, I have a couple of them, and we're going to start with the first one. The first annoying moment of the week for me this week is when you come to your hotel at night and there's nowhere to park. Now, I haven't experienced this much in my life, thank goodness, but there are times where you know we experience these things and there was literally nowhere to go. There's nowhere to park. And I was like, do I park across the street? Where do I park? Where do I go? You know, and you come home after a long day, you know, you, you paid your money to stay at the hotel. You want to be able to go to sleep. You want to be able to relax. You want to be able to just kind of wind down. And in this scenario, I was sitting here like, okay, where do I park? 
where do I go? And <laughs> so I parked across the street at another hotel. And then the guy kind of looked at me like, yeah, I don't do that. So I ended up having to park in a handicapped spot. And then I felt horrible because he's like, well, there's nobody coming. You know, obviously, if somebody was handicapped and, you know, I guess they would have imagined that they would have, like, checked in already and whatnot. But I was not feeling that. I was not like, yeah, I don't really want to park in that spot, you know, because what if somebody comes in type of thing? But that's where I had to park. They had me park there and it all worked out. Right. But coming coming back and, and seeing that, you're kind of thinking to yourself, like, really? Really? Like this is, there's nothing, there's no parking spots. So it was one of those weird moments where you're like, okay, where do I go? What do I do? And I considered it an annoying moment of the week just because of the fact of like, you know, you, you get your rental car and you want to make sure that your rental car is, you know, safe and that you can, <laughs> that you can go out and not have to like, you know, cross all this area to get in. So, I mean, that's one of those things that, you kind of, you don't expect, but it happens. You know, I would say another annoying moment of the week for me would be, I mean, I, I know I've talked about it before, but it's the continued feeling of the way that I feel right now. And I just, you know, I know that uh, we've talked about it here on the show before, is not feeling good, right? And I haven't felt myself for many, many months now. And that to me is so annoying and so ridiculous and I'm over it. <laughs> so, you know, to me, it's just been, it's been a long time of trying to get better and trying to feel better and trying to get on the mend and all that stuff. And it hasn't been fun. So now granted, do I sleep a lot? No. So I know people are going to say, well, Dan, you know, you got to sleep more. And that's very true. I do. You're 100 percent right. I'm not going to not I'm not going to say that I, I shouldn't. But, you know, that's that's the tough part of things. Right. Because you work and especially with what I do, you know, we have weird hours. So you're up a lot and you have to get out there. You have to do some things. And, you know, so it's tough. My other annoying moment of the week has got to be Aaron Rodgers. And I know I talked about this before. I know I've discussed Aaron Rodgers before, but I'm just I'm over it. I'm sick of the drama. I'm sick of this stuff. You know, he just signed a long-term contract last year, I think through 2026. I think it's through 2026 to be the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. And now he's deciding if he wants to go somewhere else. So he's crippling the Packers right now. He's crippling the Jets right now because apparently he might be a Jet. So, you know, it's like, how many times does this man have to do this before people say, you know what, dude? Like, no. Okay, you're talented, but we don't want to deal with this. We don't want to keep going through this with you. Okay. You know, and, and what's to say? So he becomes a Jet this year. He becomes a Jet this year. Is he a Jet next year? Does he, you know, do, do they absorb the contract that he just had signed that was for huge money with the Green Bay Packers? I mean, the amount of money that this guy is owed, it's like I look at this thing and I say to myself, okay, listen, I'm not going to knock somebody trying to figure things out in life. That's not what I'm knocking. I'm not knocking that at all. Okay. Everybody deserves the opportunity to, you know, you can change your mind. You can figure things out, this, that, and whatever. It's the diva status. It's that diva mentality that I feel like he has. And it's just, it's getting to the point where it's downright annoying. It's like, dude, you know what? Or get off the pot. I mean, that's, that's where we are right now here on wake up call, bringing you the annoying moment of the week. 
I mean, to me, Aaron Rodgers, you got to figure it out, dude. Okay. Because sitting here and crippling crippling multiple franchises now is ridiculous. And the fact that they're allowing you to do it, I mean, it's like the hand in the cookie jar thing, right? You put your hand in the cookie jar and they say, hey, if you don't take your hand out the cookie jar, I'm going to slap your hand. And then you put your hand deeper into the cookie jar and nobody slaps your hand. So then they go, hey, next time you put your hand in the cookie jar, I'm going to slap your hand. And then you put your hand in the cookie jar and nobody slaps your hand. So then you keep putting your hand in the cookie jar because you know you're not going to get in trouble. And that's what I feel like is going on with Aaron Rodgers. He knows he can put his hand in the cookie jar and nobody's going to slap that hand because it's Aaron Rodgers. And because people want Aaron Rodgers and, you know, he's a really good player and yada, 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 yada. And listen, he is a really good player. I'm not saying he's not a really good player. I'm saying he's a diva. <laughs> I'm saying that, that this has come to a point where it's like, okay, do I know him personally? No. Okay. So I don't know exactly, but it seems like he is a diva and I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy this. Right. I'm getting to the point now where I'm like, yeah, he's talented, but like, who, you know, like who cares at this point? Who cares at this point? He's a talented player who's waste, you know, who just sits here and, and makes people have to sit and wonder. And that's not good enough. You know, it's like Aaron, figure it out. Figure out what you want to do with your life. Get it together. Make a decision. And let's move on. You know? And, and again, I'm not saying that people don't have the right to make their decisions and take their time. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying people don't have the right to do that. I'm not saying that 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 you can't change your mind. I'm not saying that, you know, you could sit here and say, okay, I thought this one day, but now I'm thinking this and, you know, am I allowed to change my mind? Yeah, you're allowed to change your mind. Of course you're allowed to change your mind. But how many times are we going to do this? You know, I felt bad for Aaron Rodgers years ago that Brett Favre couldn't make up his mind. And now I feel like Aaron Rodgers is Brett Favre 2.0. <laughs> So, I mean, to me, it's like the guy that I thought, oh, you know what? That's really sad that you have to go through this. And I'm sorry that this guy is holding you up. And I feel really bad that you can't like get, you know, your your future all set and ready to go. And now I'm sitting here going like, oh, OK, so you guys are like the same human being, just like in a different body and maybe not 100 percent the same. But, you know, enough enough <laughs> similarities in the sense of the fact that here we are. Right. And Aaron Rodgers hasn't made up his mind. And it was the same thing with Brett Favre. Maybe it's something in the water in Green Bay. I don't know. And the thing is, if he goes to the Jets, what, I mean, is he going to start calling out Jets receivers? I mean, it, it's just. You got guys out here. That don't make anywhere near what Aaron Rodgers makes. You just signed a contract where you're making you're on an escalated scale of making 30 plus, 40 plus, 50 plus million dollars a year. And you and Green Bay couldn't get it together, and then all of a sudden you signed a contract long term, and now you and Green Bay can't get it together again. If I'm Green Bay, <laughs> I'm thinking in my head, get this man off my team, and I want a crap ton of draft picks. If the Jets really want Aaron Rodgers, I want to make all kinds of demands. I want first rounders for years. I I would be like, give me a first rounder this year. Give me a first rounder next year. Give me a first rounder the year after that. And at least get, I would be looking at the movie draft day with Kevin Costner and being like, what, 
what can I get for this? My first rounders just because I feel like it, <laughs> you know, get some second rounders. I would build my future like crazy off of this thing, because the thing is, if the Jets really want them, the Jets are going to overpay for them. And the Jets might have to deal with the drama, the drama of this next season. He might be a Jet this year and then he doesn't know again. Right. I'm not saying don't go on a retreat. I'm not saying take time to yourself. I'm not saying do yoga and pray and all this. I'm not saying don't do that. I'm saying it's March. The draft is coming up. Stop doing this to people. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to make up your mind. If I was in business and I'm dealing with a, a client like this and they're like, I want to work. And I've dealt with this before. I want to work with you, but I don't I want to work with you. Call me in a week. Call me in two weeks. Call me in three months or call me in six months. You know, I think I'm going to do it next year. No. Because I used to do that, right? I used to say, okay, they said call them in three months. They said follow up with this. They said change this. They said some people I, I did so many things for, bent over backwards for, and at the end of it all, you never get a phone call back. And you're like, okay, well, did you just want to like see if I could be a monkey in a cage and dance around for you for a little while? And that's what I don't want to happen with the Jets and the Packers. I don't want you all dancing in cages like your animals at, at some type of show. It's ridiculous. So let's figure it out. My other annoying moment of the week. I got a bunch of scoops this week. So I'm going to hit you with another one. This is the annoying moment of the week, proudly presented by Carvel DeWitt. So what did I say? Not finding a parking spot at the hotel when you want to go back and go to sleep. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, my allergies and everything else acting up again because it's, it's a freaking nuisance. And I hope it gets better. And I know it will. By the grace of God, it will. My other thing, my other annoying moment of the week would have to be the handling of Jim Beheim's retirement, okay? Because this was ridiculous. It was ridiculous in how, and I've talked about it, but it's not directly as the annoying moment of the week. It's ridiculous how the media was treated. It, I mean, we didn't get we didn't get to say goodbye to Jim at all. Now he had said years ago. He said, "When I leave, like I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm just going to leave." And. It's like, okay, well, that kind of happened, but it also didn't seem like he was definitely leaving. We know that Jim says what he wants to say, how he wants to say it, when he wants to say it. I was in the press conference. It didn't feel that way, right? It didn't feel like he was saying what he wanted to say, how he wanted to say it. And the way he got let go, he's in Greensboro. He's not at home. He's not in Syracuse. He's not the cameras on and everything ready to go in front of the people that have covered them for years, me included. I mean, I was in front of them down here, but I feel bad for the media that could make it right. The media that's, that's up in Syracuse. There's not a ton of us here that, that were covering Syracuse. There was a few of us. And so to me, that's not fair, right? Not all the TV stations are down here. It was like the newspaper, myself, and I think one of the TV stations. And so to me, that wasn't right. He also didn't get to say goodbye, say goodbye. And we didn't get to talk to him about his history. You know, it was so weird. It was like, hey, I made my retirement speech on the court, and then I made it again in the post-game press conference in the game against Wake Forest is what he, what he had said. And it's like, okay. And 
so he's like, I already made it. Well, are you retiring? I didn't say that. Well, do you want to come back? I didn't say that. Well, do you not want to come back? I didn't say that. And it's like, so that was the end. It ended in a cloud of confusion. And then the team left the building and Syracuse University sent out an email. Like when they were still in the parking lot, heating up the bus, sent out an email. Oh, by the way. <laughs> and that's it. They sent out an email. You know, it's like when a coach leaves a team and you get sent a text message <laughs> and you're like one of the players that they recruited and you just, you wake up in, you know, wake up in the morning and you look at your phone and it says, Hey Dan, just want to let you know, not on the team anymore. Thanks for leaving in me. I'm going to Arkansas. Okay. Bye. What? <laughs> and the email that I got, it didn't even say it had anything to do with Jim Beheim. The email said men's basketball announcement. And that was it. There was no quote from Jim Beheim. There was nothing. I, I mean, I read it yesterday, most of it on the air with Otis Hill. I mean, how are you supposed to? Thanks, Greg. I appreciate it. I love this shirt. This is one of my favorite T-shirts. I was waiting to see what day I was going to wear it because it's such an important T-shirt to me. So my fear of the shockers with my little Wichita State guy here. But I had this way before they joined the American, by the way. But And shout out to uh, Wichita State because I'm going to be covering them in the American Athletic Conference Tournament. So I'll be doing some interviews and uh, hopefully I'm excited. But yeah, I mean, this this way of saying goodbye to Jim Beheim wasn't even saying goodbye to Jim Beheim. There was no goodbye. There was no address. There was no let's evolve the media. It was like, let's screw the media. <laughs> let's screw Jim. And let's just blow this whole thing up. And treat it like something ridiculous. Like like everyone in this room for the first time today started their job. And I just, I can't even believe it. it. It was a horrible, horrible way to do it. And it's my annoying moment of the week because it's 47 years. And I don't get to address him in his retirement. I have worked my tail off. I've been a broadcaster for almost 20 years. It'll be 20 years in November. I've owned my company for over 10. I've worked at ESPN. I've worked at affiliates. I've worked at Fox Online. I've worked at a Yahoo affiliate. I have put in my work. And so have the newspapers and the radio stations and the TV stations. We all deserve the opportunity to stand in that room and get to talk to the man. And now it's over. And if, you know, if he's not there and he's not an employee of there, then it's over. What they should do next week is be like, yeah, we're going to let him address everybody. We're going to we're going to put together something where he can address everybody because that's the right thing to do. But that's not always what's done. You know, and I found with some organizations doing the right thing is like speaking a foreign language. They don't know how to do it. <laughs> you know, and I just. I'm floored by the fact that we can't say a proper goodbye to a man who did something that may never be done in the history of athletics forever and ever and ever from now. What other coach in today's microwave society is going to spend 47 years in one place, win over 1,100 games, go to a Final Four in four different decades, get a national championship? It's like, and we don't have a press conference in the Dome? We don't have him standing on the court with a bunch of lights on him like Carmelo Anthony got. What are we doing? Is this journalism? No. 
is this athletic communications? No, because there's no communication. I mean, th- this is this is like this is worse than the butt fumble. This is worse than than the holder losing the snap on the game winning field goal. This isn't Scott Norwood to the right. <laughs> you know, th- this this isn't calling a timeout in the Fab Five when you don't have one. Th- this is worse than all of that. This is a lack of communication. A lack of care, a lack of common human decency, a lack of proper discourse, and a total slap in the face of the city, Jim Beheim, his family, the media, all of it. We get an email, oh, by the way, Jimmy B's done. No, oh, blah, blah, blah. It's like that's that's what we get. We get a little email, a little stupid email without a quote from Jim. Jim has the right to have a 47-minute press conference for the 47 years that he played at, that he coached at Syracuse. <laughs> I never thought that this is how would go out. I didn't think he would have a swan song year where every where he would be waving to every city he's been to. I mean, I don't see that as Jim. Would I have liked that for Jim? Absolutely, but I didn't see it as as that was you know that, that that's a Jim thing. I didn't think it was a Coach K thing. But you don't dishonor a man by sending an email. It was like, and the email was already written, folks. This was already a plan, okay? There's no way, I know this, okay? There's no, because <laughs> I know my job. There's no way that you can leave an arena and type in the parking lot that story. That story was written. The deal was done. And as soon as Jim Beheim lost, it came out. And anybody that thinks that that was just like, oh, yeah, that was, you know, that just kind of happened the way that it, no, it didn't. <laughs> no, it didn't. The way that that ended was sad, ridiculous, and they were waiting to get away from the media to put the information out so that we couldn't say anything and we couldn't do anything and we couldn't talk to them. And that's not fair. It's not fair to Jim and it's not fair to, fair to us. Yeah, Greg, there is a press conference about Adrian Autry today. And unfortunately, I won't be there because <laughs> they felt the need to do it five seconds after they announced him, and some of us are traveling. So we can't all be there, which sucks, but that's reality because that's where we're at. I would love to be there. I would love to be there. You know, Adrian's a friend, but I'll have to talk to him on a different day and figure that out. But this was this was the butt fumble of Syracuse. And, you know, I think it's disrespectful to call it the butt fumble of Syracuse even because I think it was worse. I think it was worse. I really do. I think this was ridiculous. But... You know, Jim deserves better. The media deserves better than a stupid email five seconds after you left, leave the building. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's asinine and it's rude. It's it's downright like a spit in the face, like, ha ha, Jim Beheim retired and you can't talk to him about it. 
you know, we've controlled you for the hundred millionth time. And it's, it's ridiculous. And, and people should talk about it and people should be upset about it. And people should say something about it because if you see something, say something, right. That's how it's supposed to be. We're sitting here, you know, being quiet for what? Jim Bayhan has been the coach for longer than I've been alive. We deserve the right to say goodbye. And he deserves the right to speak his piece and not have a really confusing press conference be the last press conference he did. And I don't think he would want to be in Greensboro for the last time that he spoke to the media. And I don't think that he would want that to be the last time that he did it. Jim Bayhan may not like the media, but that's not a way to say goodbye. He didn't even get to say goodbye. That's not It's wrong. That man has earned the right to say goodbye the way he wants to, how he wants to, when he wants to, where he wants to. And I'm going to stick up for him for that because he deserves that. And we deserve that. And the city deserves that. If he's not going to do a farewell tour around the country, at least do something in Syracuse. At least do something for the media. Have something at the Dome for the fans. Do some like downtown Syracuse farewell goodbye parade let's do something to honor the fact that we had one of the greatest coaches to ever live of any sport in the history of mankind and probably the only coach that will ever do it the way he did it with over 1100 wins in one place and spending 47 years as a head coach and overall spending over five decades somewhere he deserves better we deserve better and it needs to be said because it's annoying. It's not that this stuff hasn't happened before, but to the magnitude of Jim Bayheim and not having a press conference for this man. <laughs> this was a scheduled press conference for, for the ACC tournament. This wasn't his scheduled last press conference. This is what they have to do. At the end of the game, the coach with a player or two or whatever has to come to the podium, has to talk for a couple minutes. This was an ACC tournament press conference. It wasn't. And thank God they do that. Or maybe Syracuse would have just left completely, <laughs> you know, and I'm not saying the players and the coaches. I'm not saying the players and the coaches because the players are awesome. And the coaches have, you know, I mean, they've done a great job, but you have the right to say goodbye. It literally felt like they handed Jim after 47 years a box that said Jim's stuff on it and had him do the walk of shame out the building. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. The least they could have done is pull a, pull aside the media that has covered him forever and said, Hey, we're going to make a special announcement after he goes to the podium, meet us outside. We're going to do a little get together and you guys can at least talk to him because that's the right thing to do. That's the right thing to do. So here's to hoping that the right thing is done at some point. We'll take a step aside here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios, and hopefully next week where I can go. But, <laughs> but you know, and I'm like, again, I'm not, I'm not here to, <clears throat> to witch hunt. I just think that Syracuse could have handed, handled this a lot better as a university. I don't feel like it was kind. And they owe Jim Bay pretty much everybody there that has a job in athletic communications owes Jim Bayheim something, <laughs> you know, something in the sense of like you realize that 
with Jim Beheim comes a lot of accolades and a lot of good things and a lot of coverage. So it just would have been nice to see it a better way, but you can't control what other people do. You can only control what you do. And if I get the opportunity, I'll make sure that I do it right with Jim as I always feel like I have. We'll take a step aside for a fast break. We'll come back with lead, learn, evolve, ad lib, and deliver. Proudly presented by Chick Fil A, Cicero and Chick Fil A Clay. This has been the annoying moment of the week. Annoying moment of the week. Proudly presented by Carvel Dewitt. Head out there today. Don't let the cold weather fool you. Forty three twenty two East Genesee Street in Dewitt, New York. Huge fan of the wonderful, wonderful Carvel ice cream and Carvel Dewitt. My place to go, and a lot of great stuff has come from there, including the opportunity to have my Sunday, which I know my grandparents are probably you know, over the moon for because their grandson is connected with his own Sunday to the place that we had at our parties forever. So big shout out to Carvel DeWitt, longest standing Carvel franchise in America. Get over there today and treat yourself. We'll be back right after this. Carvel DeWitt, it's what happy tastes like. Do you know why? Because we make ice cream. Creamy, rich, flavorful ice cream. Not yogurt or iced milk like some of our competitors. Ice cream. Fresh, by hand, daily. For the calorie conscious, we have something new for you. Our new Carvelite. Same great flavor, creaminess, and texture of our regular ice cream with only 35 calories an ounce. So whether you want an ice cream cake, flying saucer, dasher, carvelage, hard or soft ice cream, we will satisfy your craving with our fresh, handmade, regular, or new Carvelite ice cream. Carvel DeWitt. It's what happy tastes like. Kefi Cabal offers same-day local delivery of our products, offering no delivery charge for Onondaga County. Shop KefiCabal.com for fresh roasted coffee beans, cold brew, travel mugs, and all your essential Kefi Cabal needs. Kefi Cabal, coffee for the soul. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is located on 3680 Milton Avenue in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315 315- 487-2222 for Wildcat, family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios, hanging out with you where sports meets that thing called life. We are live on site, on location, covering the ACC tournament here in Greensboro, North Carolina. We are also covering the American Athletic Conference tournament from afar, hence the 
fear of the shocker shirt and just because it's one of my favorite shirts. So had to wear it, but uh, happy to be here with you on wake up call with Dan Tortora inside Amonpazpopcorn.com is what's popping. It's time for us to jump into our second piece of the day. And that is lead, learn, evolve, ad lib and deliver probably presented by Chick-fil-A Cicero and Chick-fil-A clay. And so we're going to hop right into that right now and lead. The topic of the day is, are you ready? What does that mean? Well, good question. <laughs> are you ready? Are you ready? Is our topic today. And what I mean by that is, if your life changed today, right? If you found out something here, like, if you had 24 hours, that was it. Are you ready? If you died today, are you ready? Are you ready to go to heaven? Do you think you'll get there? Are you ready? Are you ready? Because they say, be ready so you don't have to get ready. Right? So are you ready? Are you ready today if you got what you asked God for? If that man or that woman that's the right person for you crossed your path, are you ready to talk to them? Are you ready to say hello? You keep praying for a job in broadcasting. Are you ready for that phone call? Are you ready to bump into Bob Costas at the airport? Are you ready? You know, we talk about this is what I want. This is what I want. This is what I want. Give me, give me what I want. But are you ready? Are you ready for whatever life has to bring you? Are you ready for it? That's a big question. It's an important question. It's a question that we need to answer. Yeah, I think about it all the time because I am a man of faith. Am I ready? If God came today, would I be ready? Would I be ready to accept God and, and accept what would I be ready to leave? If God came to me today and put his hand on my chest and said, let me search your soul, my son. Am I ready for what he's going to say? Have I repented? Have I done better? Have I, have I sinned? If I have sinned, have I apologized? Have I stopped sinning? Am I doing better? Am I creating better habits? Am I, is he finding me better than, than I was? Being ready. It's important. You know, your wife's pregnant. She could have the baby at any time. Are you ready? <laughs> You're going to be a parent. Are you ready? Are you ready? You're starting a new part of your life, a new journey. Are you ready? Are you ready for what's coming? And you know how you get ready for what you know for what's coming when you don't know what's coming? You be the best version of yourself. You do the best you can do. You try with everything you got. You be a good person. Right? How do you get ready for the unknown? You be a good person. You be respectful. You be kind. You be compassionate. You be loving. You apologize for your sins. That's how you're ready for what you don't know is coming. 
by being a good person all the time. That's how you, that's how you be ready. So you don't have to get ready. You'd be a good person all the time. That's what you have to do. Right. Well, Dan, it's hard to be a good person all the time. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. You think I'm not challenged? You think I don't people that are completely disrespectful and mean and rude and I, and I don't want to react? I don't want to say something? Of course. But you got to be ready. You got to be ready. You know, and I think about life like that. What if your life changed today? What if everything changed today? What if everything you knew went away? Are you ready? Are you ready for that? Are you ready for life to be different? You know, they say, if there was a fire, do you have an escape route? Do you have a plan with your family? Do you have a ladder you could put outside? Or do you just wait until something bad happens and hope to God you can make decisions in, in a split second? You know, none of us wants to think about bad things, but we got to be ready for them. We have to be ready to the best of our ability for what's coming. Whatever it is. Right? And I think the best way to get ready on a baseline is to have a relationship with God to pray, to be good, to repent for your sins, to understand when you're a sinner and to say you're sorry and to not accept your sins and say, ah, they're fine. They're not a big deal. To tell the truth, to treat everyone with respect, even the people you don't want to. <laughs> to smile, to do acts of kindness every day to practice peace, to be good to yourself, to be healthy, to have good habits, get rid of the bad habits. That's how you're That's how you stay ready for anything. You stay ready for the moment that God knocks on your door and says, I'm back. And as much as you stay ready for anything good, bad, or indifferent, the best way to be ready is to stay ready. And are you ready for life to happen today? What I'm really asking you is, are you the best version of yourself? If you're not, get to work. And we're always going to be getting to be better, better versions of ourselves. We're always going to be growing, right? I believe that. I believe that. We're always going to be growing. But are you growing today? Are you getting better today? Are you apologizing today where you're wrong? Are you stopping holding grudges today? Are you changing for the better today? Because if you're not, you're not ready. And you say, Dan, ready for what? And I respond to you for whatever God has in store for you. Well, Dan, I want to know what it is. Nobody knows what it is. <laughs> well, then how can I be ready? By doing the things that I said. Being a good person, being kind to people, leaving people better than you found them, being a person of your word, practicing kindness daily, listening, evolving, learning, ad-libbing, delivering on your promises, right? 
We all got to ad lib in life. Things don't go exactly how we want them to go. We all have to learn in life or else we're getting busy dying. We all have to evolve or you're not going to be successful. You have to be able to accept change and adapt to it. Doesn't mean you have to agree with everything, but you have to be able to adapt to it. If the planet got hotter and you said, I'm going to wear a winter jacket every day. Well, you're going to sweat your behind off. You need to adapt. <laughs> you may not like that it's hotter every day, but do you want to pass out because you're wearing a winter, a winter parka <laughs> in the middle of a heat wave? Right? You have to be able to adapt to change. You have to be able to ad lib. You have to be able to evolve and you have to deliver on the promises that you give because your word is your bond. And if you don't have your word in the words of Floyd Little, if you do not keep your word, you have no value. People don't understand that. If you give someone your word and you break your word, you don't have any value. It's the only thing you got. You think people want to be around people they can't trust, that don't tell them the truth, that don't come through for them? There's people that I know, one of the things that they say over and over and over again is I want someone to have my back. I want someone to have my back. I need somebody to have my back. That means that people didn't have their back. They didn't keep their word. They weren't there. And who are we if we're not there for each other? So that's how you get ready. That's how you stay ready. For when God knocks on the door and says, hey, it's time to go to heaven. I don't want to die and go, I don't know if I'm going to heaven or hell. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I don't want to finally meet the woman of my dreams and be a horrible version of myself. If you want the best things in life, then get ready for them by being the best you that you can be and stop making excuses, acting like some human beings don't have to tell the truth. Well, I'm one of those human beings that doesn't have to be on time. I don't have to tell the truth. I don't have to be a kind person. I can punch people in the face if I want to. Don't think that you're an exception to the kindness rule because you're not. It will catch up with you. It's not a good thing. And being a good person is not a sometimes thing. It's an everyday thing. And if you don't do it, well, there's a consequence to that. It's not me wishing bad on anybody. It's the truth. If you decide to not be a good person, there's a consequence to that. There's many consequences to that. So if you want to be the best you can be, then be the best you can be. Don't complain if things don't work out for you, if you're not being a good person. Because being a good person is an everyday job. It's not a sometimes job. It's not a when I feel like it job. It's an everyday job. So you need to learn how to do it. Get ready for what life is coming with. Good, bad, or indifferent, the best way to get ready 
is to be the best version of yourself. Be a good person. Be kind. Be compassionate. Be empathetic. Be open. Be proud. Be strong. Be proud of who you are. I'm not saying pride before the fall. I'm saying, you know, love who you are. And know who you are. I love God. And I'm going to love God no matter what. No matter what. No matter what people tell me to do. And I'm going to talk about God no matter what people tell me to do. I could lose every listener I've ever had, and I'm going to talk about God. It's how I got here. It's how I am here. That's how I'm even here on this planet. I'm not going to shut him down now or ever and act like I got here by myself. I don't know how people don't believe, but I know a world that tries to quiet that. And we don't live in fear. Ever. You don't live in fear. Ever. Be a good person. Be kind. Be compassionate. Be you. Show that when life comes to you, when something comes your way, when God knocks at your door, even if the devil knocks at your door, you will be ready. We'll take a step aside for a fast break. We'll come back right after this to announce the top dog of the week. In these unique times, there are those in our community that give us a sense of normalcy and positivity. Pizza Man on 50 Oswego Street in Baldwinsville has been here for you for over 35 years and is here now. Call 315-638-1234 or order online at pizzamanbville.com to bring those familiar tastes into your home. And remember to come see our monthly on-site broadcasts centered around the community and our Baldwinsville bees. Pizza Man in Baldwinsville. Any way you slice it, they are always here for you. This is Jimmer Sikowski, owner-operator of Chick-fil-A Cicero, 7916 Brewerton Road in Cicero, right in front of the Home Depot. I had a deep feeling that God wanted me to do something with my life and to help people help others. We kept putting Chick-fil-A in my life, and I realized as I was going through the franchise selection process that uh, positively impacting the lives of others was really core to what we do here at Chick-fil-A. First of all, it starts with the food. The food is brought in fresh daily. We bring in local produce. We prepare to order in the kitchen. We hand bread our chicken. We hand spin our milkshakes. It's, it's great food. It doesn't taste like fast food. I think the second thing is is the way people feel when they come in a Chick-fil-A restaurant. It's different. We, we try to treat people with intentional kindness here, which is very different and deeper than the good customer service. And so you know, I think it feels remarkable for most people to come in a Chick-fil-A restaurant. And then lastly, the impact that we try to have in the community is very different. It's a 
part of the expectation of every operator, particularly a restaurant, is that they're actively engaged in their community, they're a leader in the community, and they're, they're making a difference. When they realize that what we're striving to do is to shine a little light in their life, that's a very, very different experience uh, than you will have in any other quick service restaurant. And it's that remarkable experience that I think people will emotionally connect with. I'm George Townsend of Honda City with some good advice from buying a new car. The true cost of owning a new car is determined by the appraised value when you trade it. No vehicle appraises higher than a Honda. Next, look for low APRs and deep discounts. You also want low maintenance costs and great fuel economy. That's why my advice to you is to buy a new Honda. Looking pre-owned, visit our Honda Certified Used Car Center. Honda City, 7140 Henry Clay Boulevard, Liverpool, or hondacity-cny.com. State Route 31 in Liverpool, New York. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios, hanging out with you where sports meets that thing called life. Appreciate you being here every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And we, I, of course, like I said, inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios support local in central and upstate New York. And so I ask you to head out to Cafe Kubal today, 3501 James Street, 324 West Water Street, 401 South Salina Street, all in Syracuse, New York, as well as 343 Fayette Street in Manlius, their double-decker cafe. I call it the Manlius Welcome Center. It's right where all the roads converge into Manlius. You can check them out there. And, of course, you can go to the corner of Route 11 and Taft Road at Sweetheart Corners to drive through in North Syracuse right by the airport and check them out there and support local we appreciate you going out there their new menu is there for you and i'm excited for you to go out and try it it's bringing back some favorites like the upstate grinder and bringing some new things in got to get out there got to try it like lily and i have so head out to cafe kubal today inside of monpospopcorn.com's what's popping we have our list of topics for the day every time we put the list of topics up they're proudly presented by mon pos kettle corn and popcorn factory you can get out there get your popcorn ready for march madness for Selection Sunday, all the good stuff coming up. Even though Syracuse isn't going to be in it, that doesn't mean you don't put a bracket together. So head out to my and Paz, get your popcorn and kettle corn ready on 201 Old 7th North Street in Liverpool, New York. And when you go there, you can get any one of their tins, any size. Buy that tin, fill it up that day, price refills for the rest of your life. You can also gift that to somebody then give them half price refills for the rest of their life. So make sure you get one for you, one for a friend and put whatever on it that you want on it. They have a bunch of different designs. They also have team logos. You can go there and get a Syracuse one and put that on there. So definitely 
go and get your tin from the wonderful, wonderful Bell family at Mon Paz Kettle Corn and Popcorn Factory today. We appreciate you heading out there. It's time for the top dog of the week, proudly presented by Canine Camp Dog Daycare and Canine Campground Dog Boarding, the place to bring your furry loving friend if you're going to be out of town or if you got some work going on, whatever's going on, short and long-term care, the place to go is to Canine Camp Dog Daycare and Canine Campground Dog Boarding. Fantastic people led by Lorraine Perry and her entire team, Chad, everybody there. I cannot say enough about all the work that they do and how incredible they are. So make sure you get out there today. They're in East Syracuse, right off of Bridge Street, right by the BJ's Wholesale Club on the other side of the street. So make sure you go there. Canine Camp Dog Daycare is on 228 Old Bridge Street in Syracuse and their phone number is 315-437-7110. That's 315-437-7110 for the daycare. And for the canine campground dog boarding, it's right around the corner on 242 Johnson Street in East Syracuse. That's 242 Johnson Street. You can see it from the highway and you give them a call by picking up the phone and calling 315-299-4013. That's 315-299-4013. 13. So make sure you check that out. Every dog gets their own cabin. You have to call now so you can make sure because they do book up quick. And with that being said, it's the top dog of the week. My top dog of the week this week has to go to all the people that put on the tournaments all around the country. They don't get thanked enough. They may not get thanked at all. And I get to be around them all the time. That's our security people, our ushers, our people that... And, and you may not believe me, but this is a true thing, okay? I saw somebody do this numerous times. I thought that they were, like, getting wires underneath because where the media sits, there's – it's you know, we're, we kind of sit in this raised area, right? So we're, like, across the court. You know, we're, we're like, literally parallel to the court all the way down, but we're in this raised area, And so I thought the people, like every once in a while, you would see like the curtain move. And so here are the fans, right? Here are the fans. Here's this curtain. Here's where we're sitting in the media. Here's the court. In this curtain, there would be heads of people popping out. And I'm going, why are they down there? Is like a wire come loose or something like that for one of the broadcasts? No, somebody had dropped their phone. (laughs) And this guy was literally going up to where the media thing is putting himself underneath and looking for it. So literally people putting their, you know, contorting their body to get underneath this curtain to go find stuff that people drop at their seat under the bleachers. So I want to shout out that staff because that is a thankless job. And I, so I'm going to thank them because it shouldn't be a thankless job. So thank you for them for that. I want to thank the ushers who are so kind and so sweet and smile and are so wonderful. I want to thank the people in the media that are so kind and so sweet and so wonderful. Help you find your seat and like, you know, help you like work together and whatnot. I want to thank the people that have kindness in their heart. I want to thank the ACC. I want to thank the American Athletic because I've dealt with them. I want to thank the Big East because I've dealt with them as well. But I want to thank every conference, you know, for putting on these tournaments. The championship week means a ton to me because and, and, and commissioners know this. ADs, chancellors, presidents, head coaches, student athletes, they know this. So to to some conferences and to some teams, to some schools, it's the only time they get put on television all year long. So for them to be on TV, you know, 
the big self, the big sky, you know, two o'clock in the morning games going on and whatnot. You know, I just, I loved being, I love being able to see that. I mean, it used to be the only time we saw Gonzaga. Now the West Coast Conference, because of Gonzaga and, and because of St. Mary's, you know, we obviously get to see them more. But I want to give them a shout out where shout out is due. I want to thank all of the staff that put this on, everybody that puts this together, everybody that makes sure the mics are working, that set up an incredible little auditorium theater venue for the ACC postgame press conferences, to the people that are helping us find the lockers. Because in the past, we would just like walk up and we would have to look for all this stuff ourselves. Now there's staff people that are there going, hello, what are you looking for? Whose locker room? Georgia Tech is open over here. Louisville is right down over here. And then I have a guy that's coming over to me and saying, oh, well, they just left. But let me get you the information so that you can talk to SID if you missed an interview. Hopefully you can get one with them right here. You know, I mean, the staff has, I think, has only gotten better this year as far as giving us information. So I want to thank them for that at the ACC. But it's been incredible. The ACC, you know, as well as the Big East, the American Athletic, I have nothing but good things to say. And in general, I just want to thank the people that are crawling under the bleachers, that are setting up the wires, that are constantly checking the mics, that are doing all these things. As we walk into a room, we expect the lights to be working, the mics to be working, the table to look nice, the backdrop to look nice. We expect everything to be pristine. But how many people thank the people for making everything look that way? I mean, when you go to a, my friend Juanita Ward says this all the time. When you go to a light switch on the wall and you flick it, you always expect the lights to turn on. You never expect to flick it and the lights to not turn on. And it's the same thing with microphones and all of that. But how many of us thank the people that make that possible? So my top dogs of the week are my my beach my bleacher crawl underers. My mic people, my lighting people, my usher people, my food people, my concessions, all that stuff. I want to say thank you because you put on a fantastic event. And I want to thank the ACC for putting on a fabulous tournament all the time. The Big East, the American Athletic, the ones that I have experienced. And to all of the wonderful conferences out there that are working your tails off. Shout out to you. And thank you to the TV organizations that have made the decision to allow every conference to get on television for the most part and be able to showcase themselves at least once a year, hopefully more. I appreciate it. We'll take a step aside for a fast break. We'll come back with Clay Gagan Sherman right after this. This has been the Top Dog of the Week, proudly presented by K9 Camp Dog Daycare and K9 Campground Dog Boarding. <laughs> Kefi Kabalm offers same-day local delivery of our products, offering no delivery charge for Onondaga County. Shop KefiKabal.com for fresh roasted coffee beans, cold brew, travel mugs, and all your essential Kefi Kabal needs. Kefi Kabal, coffee for the soul. Home of the Whole Furtada. We are open daily 6 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. 
For takeout orders, call 315-432-0942 and tune in to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora for our monthly food challenge and try our Wake Up Call signature menu item available seven days a week. Here at Mother's Cupboard, we are Central New York and it's our honor to serve you. Ma and Pa's Kettle Corn and Popcorn Factory remind us that every day is worth celebrating. Find them at 201 Old 7th North Street in Liverpool, New York. Open Monday through Saturday in-store and all the time online at maandpazpopcorn.com. Serving our Central New York community and beyond, you can order all throughout the country at maandpazpopcorn.com. And remember to get your tins, which have in-store half-price refills forever. Ma and Pa's Kettle Corn and Popcorn Factory available to you for fundraising and all of your events by calling 315-450-6272. That's 315-450-6272. Ma and Pa's Kettle Corn and Popcorn Factory. How corny are you? Witty Wicks Candles and Gift Shop, Township 5 Camillus. You'll find handcrafted all-natural soy wax candles over 60 cents to freshen up your home. We carry a wide range of locally made items, Salsicuse, Syracuse Salt, and Chocolate Pizza Company, to name a few. Let our knowledgeable staff help choose unique gifts and keepsakes for any occasion. Gifts for family and friends, and maybe a little something for yourself. Six Candles and Gift Shop, Township 5, Camillus. This is a special message from Merritt Brady, owner-operator of Chick-fil-A Watertown on 1290 Arsenal Street in Watertown, New York. Chick-fil-A for me has always been about the people. I think it starts with the strength and leadership of the Kathy family. It's just amazing to see a family-run business reach the altitude they have. Second mile service is something that we embodied at my previous business. And the ability to make people feel like they're the only person at your establishment, that you are there to serve them that day and, and looking for those extra ways to make them happy, to anticipate what they need next is what makes me tick. And I'm going to have so many opportunities at Chick-fil-A to do that. It's one of my favorite things to eat in the world. My favorite application question or interview question when I'm interviewing is when I get to have you ever eaten at Chick-fil-A? And a smile hits both their ears. You know, they can't even answer the question for a second. And, and when I see that, it's like, man, that's going to be a great hire. They already get it. They already feel it. They already know that we're different. The Chick-fil-A experience, it's a real thing. And then, of course, just our, our generosity and community involvement and making a positive impact in the lives of our team members, our guests, and the community in general. I think is is really the the secret sauce. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios, hanging out with you where sports truly meets that thing called life. We appreciate you being here every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, and always looking forward to bringing you all the stories that we get to tell here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. So however you're tuning in, wherever you're tuning in, we thank you so much for being with us on YouTube.com and Facebook.com backslash Wake Up Call DT, as well as on wakeupcalldt.podbean.com, which we have added this week, and of course on facebook.com backslash live now DT. So however you're connecting with the show, thank you so much for being here, where sports truly meets that thing 
called life. We have a couple more pieces to go on today, and I am so excited to be able to bring those to you. And the first one being Clay Gagan Sherman joining us here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. He is the head coach of the Brian and Stratton College Bobcats of Syracuse men's basketball team. And in his first season as the head coach of the men's basketball team, after creating the women's basketball team at Brian and Stratton College of Syracuse and being their first ever coach and bringing that program to life, he has shifted over to the men's side. He has an opportunity in his first season. How many coaches in their first season get to say this, that they're vying for a national championship? But my good friend, Clay Gagan Sherman, he's one of the guys who gets to say that. So let's bring him in. Clay, how are we doing today? I'm good, Dan. How are you? Doing well, man. So first season as the head coach of the team and you're vying for a national championship. Bring me into that. Um, yeah, just really excited. You know, it was a, it was a goal for the season the whole year to make it to the national tournament. Um, you know, coach Dan Fresina last year, you know, in his fourth year, he built the program up and got them, you know, to the level to make the national tournament. And we wanted to continue that tradition and build off what Dan did. Um, with his first four years in the program and we accomplished that we got a you know a good seed at the in the uh fifth seed um we match up against a very good salem university so really looking forward to that game on monday night um but uh yeah you know we we accomplished that goal as a team um we know we have to play really good basketball when we're in the tournament so right now we're just focused on that first matchup making sure we're playing um, the way we want to play in that game, understanding who they are, what they do, what we want to make them do, and who we want to limit on their team. So just locked in right now, getting ready for Monday night, getting ready for this trip to Virginia, um, and just looking forward to enjoying the moment with the guys. Yeah, and Clay, you mentioned uh, Danny Frasina, the head, the head coach that built the program for men's basketball. He built men's basketball at Bryan and Stratton College of Syracuse. You have built women's basketball. And so knowing what Danny built over four seasons, just what you want to say to him as you assume the role of the head coach this year. Um, I appreciate, you know, everything that Dan taught me along the way. Obviously he started the men's program, you know, the year, the year before. So he gave me a ton of great advice with starting the program. Um, You know, he he did a great job building the program up. Um, So, you know, I appreciate and respect everything Dan did for the program and, you know, certainly a lot of our returning players are very good players. So definitely appreciate the, the great job you did recruiting and, and developing these guys. So when I took over the team, you know, in addition to the recruiting class I brought in, we had some great returners that had a, did, a lot of the th- did a lot of the little things the right way. So it made my job easier taking over the program. I come in here from Clay Gagan, Chairman. Clay, as you get prepared, tell me, tell me what's coming out. What's the timetable here as you get ready for the USCAA national tournament and an opportunity at a national championship just what we have on the docket what's the timeline from here to the first game yeah so uh today just kind of finishing up some of the, the odds and ends to to making the trip going down there um tomorrow we're leaving bright and early eight o'clock we're getting on the bus uh for an eight and a half hour bus ride so riding down there with the guys um you know just get, getting down there tomorrow and you know, just kind of relax, and once we get there, get some dinner and stuff like that, um, get settled into our hotel. And then on Sunday, they actually have the skills competition um, combined with the award ceremony this year, so it should be really cool. Um, all the teams in the tournament will be in the in the main gym in the arena at Virginia State University, 
Um, and then they're going to kind of alternate the skills competition challenges with the award ceremony. Um, so there's like a hot shot shooting for the women's side. And then followed by that will be um, the conference recognizing the All-Americans. And then after first team, they'll do um, the three-point contest. And they'll do, you know, they'll recognize another award ceremony. So really looking forward to that event. Um, we have Tehran Bangs, a freshman for us from Long Island. He'll be our three-point um, contestant. Um, he's, you know, a sharpshooter, um, great freshman, 4.0 student as well. Um, so really excited to see what he does in that competition. And then we have a returning sophomore, Jamil Abdallah. He'll be competing in the dunk contest for us. Um, he has some nice dunks in his package. So looking, looking forward to seeing how those guys do and just having fun with the guys. That event's all about getting the good energy and, you know, being around the other teams and seeing what the tournament's all about. And then obviously recognizing you know, the work of some of the top athletes in the country that they did this season as well. Um, and then following Sunday. So after that, we actually, um, we'll get dinner. I think that's one to five on Sunday. We'll get dinner. And then we come back over to Virginia state and we have a night practice nine to 10, um, just to lock in and go over a few things and get some shots up, um, Sunday night. And then on Monday, um, our games at four o'clock, so we'll be there for the game before us. There's a little halftime shoot around that we participate in. We just get on the quarter in the halftime before the game before us. Um, then we lock in and we got Salem University, who I said is, like I said, they're an NCAA D2 team out of West Virginia. Um, very strong team um, that we're looking forward to matching up with and seeing how we can do. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, the USCAA National Tournament, because like you said, you got an NCAA Division II team in Salem. So you're playing – a division two squad and, and, you know, you're in, you're in the USCAA here for small colleges. So what that dynamic is like, and, and just what you think about that and the level of competition that you get to go up against, knowing that you're playing an NCAA division two opponent. I think it's awesome. You know, it gives a great opportunity, you know, for, for everyone in the country to play different levels. Um, everyone that competes within the USCAA to play different levels throughout the year to see how you match it and see what that, those other levels are like, um, you know, obviously NCAA D2 team that's competing in it. They're an independent, um, you know, so they don't have a, a conference tournament. I don't think so. So they, they're going to compete in the USCA. Um, so, you know, it's, again, it's a good opportunity to play different levels. You know, there's other D1 NAIs in the conference and stuff like that. So um, it, it's just a good opportunity to get some exposure, play different levels from different areas of the country um, and see how we match up against them. Yeah, you know, it's awesome. It's awesome to see this. And it's a very unique tournament to give an opportunity at a national championship. Uh, Clay, you've been here on the women's side of things. What have you learned about the USCAAs and about this stage when it comes to playing for a national championship? Um, I've learned a lot. I mean, you got to play your best basketball on day one. You know, I think, honestly, after scouting everyone, I think Salem's probably, you know, in my opinion, the top dog even though they're the fourth seed. Um, but, that's, you know, that's how we want it. We want to match up against the best team right away because once you get to the tournament, it's the, you got one game. You got one game. It's one game at a time. And, again, we, we got to play our best ball right away. Uh, so why not play against the best team? And, um, again, just with the tournament, there's an energy. There's an adrenaline to it. You know, slow it down at times if you need to. Um, you know, trust what you've done all season. Uh, but it goes by fast. I mean, it's there's there's an energy, there's a momentum in the building. Um, 
try to you know ride that when it when it's positive but again when it's going against you especially the last year we suffered a big you know we gave up a, a 20 point um lead and, and ended up losing uh, so i think i took away a lot in terms of just game management tempo control um you know just staying focused and remembering it's a basketball game we played 25 games this season so again it, our adrenaline our energy everything's going to be pumping um but just to kind of reel the guys in at times if needed and, and just keep us focused and remember we're a great basketball team we're here for a reason um no one's no one's better than us when we're playing our game so you know just take taking the moments using the timeouts to just keep the guys locked in i think that's a plan going in um and also being being ready to adjust a little bit quicker um we're playing good teams. Okay, good teams are going to go on runs. We're going to have to make adjustments, whether it's just hopping into a zone for a couple of possessions, getting into a press. Uh, we're going to have to give defensive looks in the national tournament to, to again, control those runs, keep teams out of rhythm. Uh, we have to win three games in four days. Um, so it's going to take, you know, it's going to take everybody. Speaking here with Clay Gagan, Sherman, in an exclusive special Bobcat Buzz inside of our multimedia marketing partnership with Brian and Stratton College of Syracuse. Men's basketball head coach Clay Gagan Sherman here getting ready for the national tournament with his team. Why is your team ready? What makes you believe, like you said, you believe even though Salem's the four seed that they're the best team in the tournament, why do you believe that your team is prepared for this moment and this stage? This is what we've been, you know, visualizing, you know, since recruiting everyone. I know the returners, they got down here last year. They got a taste of it. Uh, but this is what we've been thinking about. This is what we've been working towards. And we've been through, you know, a ton of adversity throughout the course of the season. We've really been challenged at times. And, you know, I think we lost a couple one-point games early in the season. And then as the as the season progressed, um, we won a ton of single-possession ball games. And, you know, each one of those games taught us something. And it wasn't always pretty, but, you know, I know we've talked in the past, but we've really done a good job finding a way to come out on top. And, you know, those, those little lessons and, you know, recently we lost our last game. We lost to Buffalo where we're down 19 in the second half and we go on a six minute run. We cut the deficit to three and Buffalo's the top team in the country. And we go on a big run like that. And then we lose it though. You know, we, we cut it to three. We have an opportunity to tie or cut the deficit to one. We kind of throw a, a turnover into a touchdown where they score a layup. Um, and then they go on a little run. So, you know, I think we honestly we've just been, you know, we've been we've been through a lot as a team, ups and downs. We came out on top. We've we've lost, um, and with the talent and just the determination and excitement for this tournament, I think we're just ready to give it everything we got. And if we play together, I think we're an extremely dangerous team with the talent that we have on the roster. That coming here from Clay Gig and Sherman, getting ready for that USCAA national tournament clay for you like you said it's something that you envision at the beginning of the season it's what you guys talk about it's what you work for it's what was there in recruiting with the guys that were returning that went there with Danny Frasina last season they remember what it feels like to go and to lose and so they have that taste in their mouth and they know you know how to kind of move forward from here having the makeup having this team having the connection that you have, what can you say about your leadership at this point right now with the guys that came back that had a different head coach, with the guys that you were recruiting and bringing in? When you look at the makeup of this team today, the squad that you have, how do you feel that you have related to them? And what can you say about how you feel about yourself as a leader in connection with these guys if you feel like the message is getting through? Yeah, I think, you know, 
I think we got a lot of winners in the program. Um, you know, I think everyone has like an, a serious desire to win. Um, and, and we, you know, throughout the course of the season, you know, we've done a good job at that. Uh, but we haven't been satisfied. And I think that's something where, you know, the, the returners, the new guys, myself, like we understand, like we have talent. We're, we have a loaded roster, but we want to win. But our ultimate goal is to go to nationals and to win a national championship. And we've known that since day one. That's what we've been working towards. And we had we just have a great desire as a team. Like every single day we're, we're focused on. All right, if, if guys are messing around one day, if we're not locked in, there, there are leaders that step up and say, it's not funny, guys. Like, if we do this and we get the Nationals, like, to win at Nationals, you got to be about your business every single day. And that's something I preach. That's something that our leadership group preaches. And I honestly, I think our team in, in whole has done a good job buying into that um, because we know we have big goals. We have big dreams to, to make this year, to make the most of this year because we think this is – if. Not this year, you know. We're, we're losing some guys. Like we're gonna, have, we have big shoes to fill after this year. We're ready to win now, and, and that's been kind of a, a general message throughout the year. And the buy-in has been there. So, I think just you know, just having that winning mentality is a way we relate. And again, just having big goals and dreams. And you know, like you said, having that winning mentality, this team has been through uh, ups and downs this season. You've you've had more ups than downs, but. What did you learn from the moments where this team had some adversity? I learned that, you know, we're, we're a tough group, you know, even, even when, you know, we come up short, we bounce back. Um, I think we, we stay focused. It makes us hungrier. Um, you know, I think those are some of the main ones. Um, you know, again, just going back to adjustments, just personally, you know, when, when you come up short, you think about what, you could have done as a coach to help your team. I think moving, you know, from a few one point losses early in the season, um, I think we did a better job making adjustments. And again, just kind of back to the theme of game management and controlling tempo. I think those are some big personal takeaways that our coaching staff has made. Um, but for this group, it's just about the toughness that we have. Um, you know, it's if we lose, if we come up short, it's about bouncing back. It's about finding a way that next game and, and focusing on what's in front of us, not behind us. I come in here from Clay Gagan. Sherman, as the team gets ready for the national tournament, USCAA coming up here very soon on Monday, playing the game on Monday afternoon and very, very much looking forward to it, Clay, and looking forward to everything that is to come. What do you want to say to the community, to the fan base, to the people that have shown up to the games this season for Brian and Stratton College of Syracuse. What do you want them to know about them being a part of this run with you and just your support system? Because I know you have an incredible one. Yeah, I mean, first off, um, my family, um, Kate, Cleo, um, Kate's parents, my parents, um, you know, just, of course, appreciate and love them so much and, you know, wouldn't be here without them. Again, the, the team really feels their presence. They're at every single home game, some of the away games, um, especially Kate. Um, you know, there's so much there's so much time that you can't really account for coaching and recruiting and just like the, the, the little things that go into it. So Kate holding it down at home and, you know, being my rock to fall on when, again, there's a lot of times when, you know, coach is frustrated and going through things outside of the court that, you know, you need support and, and someone to someone to lean on, and she's always there for me. Um, and then for the community, um, you know, Brian Stratton College, 
you know, especially, the, you know, the baseball team was a great presence at our game. So Coach P and the baseball squad, but the other teams as well, um, soccer teams came out and, and supported us this year. So, of course, we love we love that support. We love that Bobcat pride. Um, you know, so thank you to those guys. Thank you to the, the entire campus community at Bryant and Stratton. Um, thank you to yourself, Dan. We, we absolutely love and appreciate everything you for us and putting us on the map and getting our message and our stories out there. Um, and just for everyone that follows Bryant and Stratton College, uh, thank you. Um, with this national tournament, we're hoping to take that next step forward as a program to prove that we can win at the national level and also represent our program, you know, the way our soccer team has in years past and in a respectful, professional way um, that makes the USCAA proud and Bryant Stratton College proud as well. Well, you know, man, it's it's my pleasure, my pleasure, my honor. It's my privilege to to be able to cover good people and to have the community, you know, that that we have in central and upstate New York. You know, people ask me all the time, why'd you come back? And I came back because I love it. I, I came back because it's blue collar, because it's my people, because, you know, where else would you want to build your name and, and your brand from 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 that you know, first starting point that inside out and, uh, and just create something like that. So, I mean, I'm thankful for people like yourself that have come into this community and love this community and, and help this community the way that you do. I mean, you've done an incredible job with everything you've done at Bryan and Stratton college for women's basketball for now men's basketball. And, you know, you're, you're one of those coaches that uh, is just starting their career yet. You've had a lot of success. So, it means a lot to me for you, Danny Frasina, Nick Dmitrievsky, Alex Grigorita, as well as uh, Sean Peake, Tay Baker, you know, everybody that's that's been there and and been a part of it has has really been awesome for me to tell. I can't believe it's been a year already that we've had this uh, exclusive multimedia marketing partnership, but it's definitely been a fruitful experience and a great experience. And, you know, I, I love getting to cover, you know, people that I care about and that you build friendships with. So. I congratulate you before the tournament even starts for everything that you've done. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate that, man. It means the world coming from you. Well, that coming from Clay Gagan Sherman, the one of the best when it comes to coaches, one of the biggest supporting fan bases is Clay Gagan Sherman's fan base. So we've got a great fan base, great people. And I got to say the greatest and sweetest and probably cutest smile when it comes to uh, cheerleader goes to Cleo. So a big shout out to the family, a big shout out to Clay and, uh, and to everybody and, and a shout out to Kate and her family and their support. I appreciate you as always, my brother, and I look forward to talking with you soon. And obviously you and I will be in touch leading up to the tournament and the tournament itself. So God bless with all the preparation and everything going on. And I look forward to talking with you soon. Appreciate it, Dan. Talk to you soon, man. Take Thanks. care. Take care. And coming from Clay Gagan Sherman, one more time here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Cafe Cabal Studios. Uh, for those of you that uh, are, are sitting here saying, Dan, isn't Adrian Autry talking right now? He is talking right now. He's definitely talking right now. Him and the athletic director, John Wildhack, are both uh, speaking currently. And so I'm paying attention to that here in the background because I was unable to be there as my job to cover the entire ACC is to be here in Greensboro with Wake Up Call Road, hashtag Wake Up Call OTR. So I am on the road here uh, covering, watching from afar, but obviously uh, have built a relationship professionally and personally with Atri over the better part of probably 
maybe almost a decade now. Let's think. He came back to Syracuse right around when I came back to Syracuse. And yeah, I'd probably say maybe we've known each other for like seven or eight years now. So yeah, we built a very strong bond relationship and a friendship. So I definitely appreciate having, uh, having Adrian be the new head coach of this team and very excited to see this. So this is a big moment. It's an awesome moment. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, like I said, I'm paying attention to it here in the background. Uh, Alan Griffin's going to be joining me here soon. And the press conference is still going on. I'm going to try and take a listen in here. So we're going to take a little listen in here from Q's.com.
so that's uh, just popped in here for a second. Wanted to carry for you folks. So wanted to uh, wanted to have that here for us so that you could hear that. Right. So I want to thank Syracuse, uh, Qs.com that carried that Syracuse University and Syracuse University Athletics. Hopefully they don't mind that I shared a few minutes of that with you, but uh, I wanted to let people hear that because uh, Alan Griffin's coming on the show and he was obviously in attendance at that. And I couldn't be in attendance of that because I am here in Greensboro covering the ACC tournament and the American Athletic Conference tournament from afar and championship week in general. So uh, I got a lot of stuff going on here in my travels and I was hoping that they would do this next week so that I would have the opportunity to do all the work I needed to do that I had already set in motion. But, you know, things happen. So I'm looking forward to talking with Adrian soon. We're going to take a step aside for a fast break. We'll be back with Alan Griffin right after this. Avicoli's, located on the corner of Route 57 and Wetzel Road in Liverpool, New York, has been your trusted neighbor for decades. Located just steps from Liverpool High School, we're happy to have the Liverpool Warriors on-site, on-location broadcast at Avicoli's through Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora every single month, featuring student-athletes, coaches, and administration throughout the year from Liverpool High School. Head out to Avicoli's today on the corner of Route 57 and Wetzel Road in Liverpool, New York, open Tuesday through Sunday for lunch, dinner, and drinks. We'd love to see you out there. And of course, you can call them at 315-622-5100 for takeout, delivery, and catering. That's 315-622-5100. And also find them on myavicolis.com. That's myavicolis.com. Having peace of mind when you're out of town, that your furry-loving friend is safe and sound, means taking them to Canine Campground, because we all when it comes to the love of our pets, it goes well beyond the call of duty to make sure they're safe and sound. Right, Lily? So take a ride to 242 Johnson Street in East Syracuse, New York, and see Canine Campground and where your dog will be staying, in the classic cabin, the executive cabin, the grand cabin, or of course the luxury cabin, because if you know Lily, you know she loves luxury. <laughs> now you don't have to wait to the last minute to find a family member or a friend that'll take your dog for a few days. Call Canine Campground at 315-299-4013. That's 315-299-4013. Their drop-off and pickup times are Monday through Sunday. Check Canine campground.com for more information. That's the letter K, the number 9, and campground spelled with a K, dot com. K9campground.com. When you're going out of town, bring your dog to Canine Campground. PB&J's Lunchbox, the food truck that you love finding all throughout Central and Upstate New York, now has a street-side cafe. So when you're craving their traditional favorites as well as their out-of-box amazing menu items, you can now head to 663 Old Liverpool Road in Liverpool, New York, located just minutes from the highway, the thruway, Destiny USA, and Onondaga Lake Parkway, PB&J's Lunchbox Street-Side Cafe.
There for you Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m., serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner all throughout the day. Get breakfast for dinner, dinner for lunch, whatever you fancy, including their award-winning grilled peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Find them at 663 Old Liverpool Road in Liverpool, New York. PB&J's Lunchbox, where we love to know what's in your lunchbox. This is a special message from 317 at Montgomery restaurant owner Joel Carpenter. Open Tuesday through Saturday for your dining pleasure on 317 Montgomery Street in Syracuse, New York. We wanted to be a part of the resurgence of Syracuse. We saw uh, a lot of money being put into bringing people back downtown and thought that, you know, we'd like to be a part of that. I love putting together a good dish where people see it first, they fall in love with it, and then it tastes just as good as it looks. We want to provide the best food in Syracuse that we possibly can, and we want you to leave here talking to your family, your friends about what you had to eat first and foremost, but also our service and to walk out feeling like you're part of our family. I work out in the front of the house a lot, and I love walking to every single table, asking them how everything is, and people looking at me and smiling and saying, this is the most amazing short rib I've ever had. This is the most amazing filet I've ever had. And Donna is great. Sarah's amazing. Thank you for coming over and talking to us. And I'm just being truly happy for the experience that they've gotten. 317 at Montgomery Restaurant, part of the fabric of downtown Syracuse, located on 317 Montgomery Street in Syracuse, New York, open Tuesday through Saturday for a unique and memorable dining experience. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios, hanging out with you as we are on the road in Greensboro, North Carolina, carrying the ACC tournament all the way through to the end, as well as covering the American Athletic Conference tournament from afar and so many other pieces, including covering from afar my good friend Adrian Autry who I can't believe we've known each other for seven or eight years now, but being named the head coach after being the associate head coach and with me here on the broadcast is someone who is just in the room and has been on the staff with Adrian for a bunch of years now, and that is Syracuse Orange basketball alum and assistant coach Alan Griffin, who's here with me live on Wake Up Call. Alan, how you doing? I'm doing good, Dan. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. So bring me into this because this was interesting, right? The team loses basically at the buzzer to Wake Forest. Then Jim goes and says, I'm not saying I'm retiring. I'm not saying I'm not retiring. It was a unique press conference. I was sitting there in the press conference. Then I went into the locker room, had the opportunity to talk with the guys for a bit. It seemed like you guys had walked out of the building, the door shut, and the email went out about Jim Beheim and, and, and Adrian. How, did, did you all know this before the game was played? Did you, did you know that this was coming? I think everything happened in real time, uh, but I, I know, uh, you know, Coach and John uh, Wildhack, they, they, they've been in talks. Um, obviously, I'm not in the room, so I can't comment on what was the talks about. Obviously, it was about, you know, the transition, and um, uh, it's one of those things where, you know, it, it's, it went the way it went, and I just think because, you know, emotionally, right after a basketball game, you know, you know, you don't have time to think about certain things. And so I think it's just getting taken out of 
portion in terms of like the timeline. I think the, the timeline of of everything and everybody's focused on the timeline. Let's focus on, you know, the, the passing of the guard, so to speak, whereas to, you know, we have a legendary coach uh, who's dedicated uh, 47 years to the university, to the community um, as the leader uh, to passing it on to one of his former players, you know, and, and, and coaches. Uh, and that's a beautiful thing. Uh, and, 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 and the greatest thing about, you know, our staff is that we were family for real. Um, and the transition is, is all of our tr uh, transition from players that don't live in the state to, you know, to the ones that live here and that's working with the university. Um, and it's such a great transition for us. You know, and Alan, like you said, I mean, this this transition that's that's happened here, there's a lot of emotions, right? At the end of the game, you guys had fought to lead in the game here at the ACC tournament in the second round against Wake Forest and then lost the lead. We're fighting to get it back, got it back, put yourself in a situation where you're up 74-72, and then Hildreth has this 360 turnaround jump shot in the lane, ties the game at 74, and then uh, Davian Williamson hits the shot with 0.5 seconds left. There's a ton of emotions there in that moment. And then there's the emotion of Jim Beheim wrapping it up after 47 years, and then of your friend, Adrian Autry, becoming the head coach. How did you deal with the kind of hurricane of emotions that, that happened after a basketball game, coupled with the fact that, you know, for the first time in 47 years, Syracuse has a new head coach? Yeah, man, it's been, it's been a, a, a long 48 hours, uh, but it's been a, a, a good one. I'm, obviously, we didn't like the outcome. We wish we'd still been playing or still be playing. Excuse me. Um, it's just, um, it's just, you know, an exciting time for the program, um, but a sad time too because you know, again, uh, coach has been here. Uh, I've known coach for half my life. Uh, and, uh, and and coming back here six years ago um, was a dream come true for, for me personally um, and to be a part of his staff and to be in a room with him and, and his mind all you know all the time was it was a blessing for me um, but again the emotions were high after that game because I think our guys fought all year uh, and we have to give those guys credit you know it wasn't an easy year but you know those guys came to play every game uh, we were in every game but a couple uh, and for a young team um, that says a lot uh, and we have a really bright future you know obviously we got to kind of assess the roster here coming up shortly and um, and figure out how our team is going to look. And then, you know, we, then we, you know, Adrian have to put his, his plan in place in terms of style of play and, and defensively what we're going to do and so forth, so forth. But um, again, obviously we wish we would have been playing, but it's a, it's a great time to be orange. Speaking here with Alan Griffin, Syracuse Orange basketball alum and assistant coach on the team here on Wake Up Call inside the Cafe Kubal Studios. Uh, you know, Alan, you said you obviously weren't in the room when John Wildhack and Jim Beheim were talking and whatnot. Did the team know? Did you know that, you know, maybe you didn't know the exact time or maybe you did. But, I mean, did, did you know that after this season it would be Adrian? And, and did you know in general that there was a plan for Adrian to be the head coach? I, I, we all knew it was always whispers that Adrian was next up uh, to to a certain degree. Obviously, nothing was certain, you know, for sure. Uh, but um, 
you know, again, uh, I think our leadership at the top with the chancellor down on to John Wildhack to Coach Beheim, we know that we were in good hands and we know that the transition um, will be a good one um, and in our favor. So we just kind of, you know, just had to, you know, sit back and, and, and watch and see everything and, and, and let them make those decisions. Um, and, and, um, again, uh, we should, this is a good time, man. A really good time. So everybody has been asking me and, and this, I, I hope this makes you feel good, but, and everybody's been asking me, is Jerry staying? Are you staying? So, is the is the band coming back together? Are you and Jerry going to continue to assist Adrian? Yep, definitely. Uh, the, the band is together. Um, we we uh, we all support one another. Um, even when I wasn't even here, um, I, when I was working for the University of Dayton, uh, we always support each other. You know, the thing that Coach built here is literally a family. And you know, if you look at our three careers, you know, myself, Jerry, and Adrian, we played in three different decades, kind of, sort of, you know. Uh, but we all knew each other. We all had a, much, uh, a respect, a mutual respect for one another. And, um, uh, and and you know, playing for coach, uh, you, you gotta you gotta have a little grit, and, <laughs> and we all we all have that, you know. So, uh, again, we uh, we have a great you know relationship between the three of us. I think we are great together. Uh, and, and obviously, with Adrian being our leader, you know, you know, t- into the future, um, we're gonna we're in good hands. So the question becomes: If you have the centers and Jerry has the guards, then who has the forwards? Any thought on that? Say it again. I'm sorry, Dan. I said I said with you having the centers and Jerry having the the guards and. And now the forward position is is open there as, as far as a position coach goes with Adrian becoming the head coach. Is there any thought on yet another Syracuse alum coming home? Uh, that's up to Adrian. Um, we, he, you know, he, you know, the last forty eight hours has been really, really, really um, difficult in terms of his time to sit back and kind of figure what he wants to do uh, with our staff. Um, again, you know, with. Myself and Jerry, you know, holding down the fort, and, and Adrian, obviously, um, we just uh, we just gonna wait and see what he he wants to do. Uh, I know he has some stuff in mind, some people in mind, and you know, it's his his call, and and uh, we'll support whatever he, he want he needs to do. So before I let you go, I gotta ask you this: I'm gonna step away from basketball. And then we'll go back to Syracuse. You've been really quiet. Yeah, and you normally dog my Jaguars, but you haven't said boo in like a couple months. So does that mean that you're finally getting a little respect for my team now? No, never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, but I, I, I like the Jaguars. I like the, what they what they what they're trying to do. Um, they got a great coach. Uh, obviously, a great quarterback. And they start to build around that quarterback. Um, and you know, in the NFL, if you got a great quarterback and you got a great coach, you, you in play. Um, you're a playoff team this year, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, you guys, you guys got some momentum. I'm just watching about my, my Giants. My Giants are gonna be really good. We're making some moves right now. Uh, I, I tell you, I had a whole plan in place, and it seems like they kind of sort of followed my plan with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. So, uh, you know, I was here with Alan Griffin of the Syracuse Orange uh, stating, yes, definitely, him and Jerry McNamara are coming back. The band is back together. The the roster, Alan, I, I heard Adrian talk about it. This entire roster can come back. Cy, Cy Mir, as well as Joe and Jesse, 
all have that COVID year of eligibility. We know that the freshmen can come back. We know that Munir can come back. There's, you know, John Baljac, I believe, as, as well. So, I mean, this entire team can come back together. How do you feel about – I talked to some of the guys after. Chris Bell, I asked him if he was coming back. He said, I have nothing better to do. I'll be back in the Syracuse gym <laughs> in the summer. So he said, I'll be, I'll be working out. Uh, I asked uh, Judah Mintz. He didn't want to talk about it at the time. Joe told me that he reflect on it. Justin said, if Coach Bayheim's here or not, if he's here, that would be great. But he didn't make any thought that he was going. So how confident are you that we can get the uh, team, this roster, to all come back? And, and I know you got the big. So how confident are you with, with Jesse right now? Very confident. I think uh, people love this place. Um, uh, I think they know that the, the, the program is in great hands. Uh, we we did a lot of coaching ourselves as assistant coaches. That's the great part about working with Coach Bates ownership. Uh, so these guys have heard us. Uh, now, obviously, with Adrian being our leader, again, uh, we're in good hands, and they know that, that we're in good hands. And, and we'll just see what the uh, future holds in terms of our roster. But, you know, if we bring back these guys and add maybe a, a piece or two, it, it could be a really special team. Is this transfer portal? I mean, is, is that where – I know Adrian talked about it a little bit. It, 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 it is what, whatever we feel the need to, 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 to do it. And if there's a high school kid, so that's always been the plan. If it's, whoever can make our roster better, that's what we're going with. So I guess my real question is, are we going to have a block contest this coming season between Munir and Jesse? Are we going to be able to see them both? Uh, I, I hope so. That will be a great <laughs> fall program. You know, that coming from Alan Griffin. Alan, I, I want to give you a final note here, a two-part question. Why has Jim Beheim been the right answer for Syracuse for 47 years, and why is Adrian the right answer now? Well, Coach has been uh, the right answer for Syracuse because of who he is as a person uh, and what the, the area means to him. I would never forget, <coughs> I was in, uh, in California, me and him driving in a car, after we picked up some milkshakes from uh, Chick-fil-A, which is his favorite. Uh, I asked him, I said, Coach, when you retire, you know, are you going to move to, like, Florida or, or come out west? And, you know, he said to me, he said, I'm, not, I'm never leaving. He said, I might go away for a month and visit, you know, my kids, wherever they're at with their families, but um, I'm never leaving the area. So that's why he was, the, you know, the right move. And then Adrian, he's a loyal guy, probably one of my best friends, and uh, he, he's a – moral guy he has his morals are in the right place um and, and i think his love for the circus community is the same as coach um and he'll do a lot for the community as well as the uh, university and, and, and our basketball program and in the last note here we heard john wildhack say that you're gonna that jim Beheim will be celebrated and that it's gonna be big yeah so what do you think i mean was it unceremonious how 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 it all kind of went out in an email? And do you feel no. like now we can do the right thing? No, I I, I think you know um, again emotions were high. You know a lot of stuff goes on. I, I think John said it best. We got to the outcome that was always in place, um, and we need to you know understand that and celebrate that. Uh, and, and and I can't wait for coaches' celebration because it's going to be one for the ages. So, I mean, are we talking about, you know, getting getting maybe the largest crowd at the Dome? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I just heard it first like everybody else, <laughs> and, uh, and, and it's well-deserved, and I just can't wait for it to happen because it's going to be one big party. 
Uh, well, I think the party is well deserved. I said a parade this morning, so I'll take and I, and I also said something at the dome, so I'll take whatever we can get. Alan Griffin here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Alan, thank you as always uh, for everything and how you've treated me over the years and being so candid. There's a lot of people that wanted to hear from you this morning, and I'm happy that they did, and I'm also happy that they heard you say positive things about the Jaguars. So thank you for that. Hi, right. Dan. Thank you. <laughs> All right, be good. Take care. Back coming from Alan Griffin. One more time here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora here where sports meets this thing called life. So we appreciate you being here with us, hanging out, and I can't thank you enough for being a part of the show. So thank you for uh, Alan Griffin joining us here. That was, uh, that was as far as I know, exclusive here. That was right after the opportunity that uh, we heard from Adrian. So uh, you heard it here. Uh, Alan Griffin is coming back. Jerry McNamara is coming back, and there's a list of some people that could be coming in to Syracuse to join the staff. There's also a hope of bringing the band back together as far as the student-athletes and some positive I took away that maybe Jesse will stay. We'll see. So a lot of great stuff. Exclusive to Wake Up Call coming to you this morning on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios. We thank you for being here with us on youtube.com and facebook.com both backslash wake up call dt facebook.com backslash live now dt now on wake up call.podbean.com every monday through friday from 9 a.m to 11 a.m eastern time and we're going to be live tomorrow we're going to do a bonus broadcast tomorrow i'm gonna have a bunch of syracuse orange men's basketball alumni joining the show jb reef snyder is going to be joining sunny spira as well as gene waldron and uh, we're going to have a good time this Saturday. So you got a bonus show coming up on the heels of Jim Beheim retiring, Adrian Autry coming in, Adrian Autry's introductory press conference, the news that just broke on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora with Alan Griffin. All of that has happened. My guys are coming on, Syracuse Orange Men's Basketball alumni, to discuss all of it after today. So tomorrow morning we're going to do a bonus broadcast, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Saturday, March 11th, because there's way too much to cover and way too much to talk about. And so I have no problem giving you some extra time as we did the night that Jim Beheim retired. Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, iTunes and Apple Podcasts, MixLR, Player FM, Podbean, Podvine, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, and more. You can find us on all those outlets, and you're going to find these interviews, including the one with Alan Griffin, coming up on these very shortly. You'll be able to find the show by searching Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora or one word, Wake Up Call DT, on any one of these outlets, so make sure you do that. Also give a special thanks to all of our incredible partners, Carvel, Carvel DeWitt, as well as Cafe Kubal, The Wildcat Sports Pub, Witty Wicks, Canine Camp Dog Daycare, PB&J's Lunchbox, Avicoli's, Mon Paws, Kettle Corn and Popcorn Factory, Chick-fil-A Cicero and Chick-fil-A Watertown, Canine Campground Dog Boarding, Chick-fil-A Clay, Great Lakes Honda City, Pizza Man, 317 at Montgomery Street, Mother's Cupboard, where I have my own sandwich called the Cuse McMother. Go and get it seven days a week. Get it today. And we are proud to be the exclusive multimedia marketing partner of your. Lemoyne College Dolphins. It is fins up every single month on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets that thing called life. Appreciate having the Dolphins here with us in our exclusive multimedia marketing partnership. 
getting to tell the stories of so many people on the Heights. And first and third Wednesday of each month, we feature AD and DT with Athletics Director Bob Beretta and myself, Dan Tortora, a.k.a. DT. Every second and fourth Wednesday, we feature the stories of student-athletes, coaches, administration, future Dolphins, and alumni all here in the Dolphin Dive. And you can find all this content by going to the Lemoyne tab on wakeupcalldt.com, which is updated throughout the year. And you can find it on YouTube by joining us on youtube.com backslash wakeupcalldt and making sure to click subscribe. For more information on your Dolphins, go to lemoynedolphins.com. Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora is also the exclusive multimedia marketing partner and home for the Brian and Stratton College Bobcats of Syracuse. You can find your Bobcats in the Bobcat buzz happening every single month here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Like today with Clay Gagan Sherman as the team gets ready for a shot at the national championship in his first season as the head coach of the men's basketball team after creating and leading the women's basketball team to the national tournament as well. He now has the opportunity to make history as one of few coaches in all of America that have ever led two separate teams to a national tournament and on the men's and women's side. So big shout out to Clay Gagan Sherman for the Bobcat buzz and for everybody that's joined me, student athletes and coaches at Brian and Stratton College of Syracuse. Stay close with all of our updated content on the BSC Syracuse tab on wakeupcalldt.com as well as by going and subscribing to youtube.com backslash wakeupcalldt. For more information on your Bobcats, go to syracuse.bscbobcats.com. With all of that being said, I want to thank you for joining us on today's broadcast. I want to thank Carvel DeWitt for the annoying moment of the week and all the things that annoyed me for giving me annoying moments of the week. I want to thank Chick-fil-A Cicero and Chick-fil-A Clay for lead, learn, evolve, ad lib, and deliver. I want to thank Canine Camp Dog Daycare and Canine Campground Dog Boarding for the top dog of the week. I want to thank Clay Gage and Sherman for joining me live for the Bobcat Buzz as they get ready for the national tournament that's coming up this Monday. And I want to give a special thanks to the exclusive content that was delivered to us live by Alan Griffin, assistant coach and Syracuse Orange basketball alum coming to us here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. So with all of that being said, find us on Facebook at Wake Up Call DT. Twitter at call DT, Instagram at wake up call underscore DT. I'm going to be airing all the content here today very soon. So you can go back and listen to it. And Alan Griffin, that is going to be a spotlight special that's coming out for you as well as the one with Clay Gagan Sherman. So I appreciate y'all. Hope you have a fantastic day from Greensboro. Hashtag wake up call OTR, which stands for wake up call on the road. Have a great day. And as always, God bless. No stress. Do your best. We'll talk soon.